Hey everybody, welcome back to Barnacles with Jeff and Devin. Today we're talking about the chaperone and employee of the month. How you doing, Devin? I'm, I'm doing pretty good, Jeff. How about yourself? I'm doing good. I'm joined by my friend from work, Nick Lepresti. How you doing, Nick? Great, guys. Thank you for having me. I'm uh, loving the podcast and uh, just happy to be a part of it. All, all things SpongeBob, I'm good with. Thank you. Yeah, you were telling me that SpongeBob came out when you were coming of age and it was a big cultural phenomenon. We don't really remember when it came out. Yeah. yeah. 99, 2000 was my uh, fifth grade year of school and uh, possibly because of SpongeBob, it was just one of my favorite years of school ever that I can remember. It really stood out. Yeah. That's, that's pretty cool. Do you actually remember it? Because it premiered right after the Kids' Choice Awards that year. Do you remember watching the Kids' Choice Awards and then watching the first episode of SpongeBob? Uh, that was definitely something uh, I was um, tuned into almost every year, Nickelodeon's Kid Choice Awards. Uh, I loved it. Grew up on Nickelodeon programming and Disney and just wanted to eventually, you know, become a Nickelodeon star and get the elusive slime <laughs> dumped on you. But um, I'm not sure if I sat down for the, like to see the pilot episode when it aired, but I just mm-hmm. remember seeing it and thinking, oh, this is, this is something different. This is, this is pretty cool. Yeah. And uh, rest is history. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. absolutely awesome yeah if there was one uh award show that i could host in my life it would absolutely be the kids choice awards like <laughs> I'm, I'm just trying to imagine you hosting the kids choice awards because i you 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 did serve with youth before you've served with like teenagers right yeah okay because i'm but i'm trying to like have you worked with kids that are younger than a teenager uh, not really. I mean, I'm not saying I'd be good at it. I'm just saying it'd be, fun. <laughs> be better at it. But <laughs> gotcha. they would hire I thought you too, to throw but... your hat into the ring. Be like, all right, I'm ready, kids. In case, in case anybody's wondering, we'll start the campaign right now. You know, Georgia's yeah. Georgia's got run-up elections anyway, so we might as well just <laughs> yeah. throw this on the ballot. I feel like they're not looking for an accountant to to host the show, but. Uh, they... Oh, man. It's funny because I want to get into entertainment and um, I was always, I wanted to do acting first, but I'm kind of shifting more to it. It's like wanting to do stand-up comedy and public speaking. And I said the two awards I would want to win the most would be Oscars and then number one would be Kids' Choice Awards. And people always ask me why the Kids' Choice Awards. I'm like, that that's how you know the real fans are voting for you. Like your work is actually like what is winning the award, not if you can, you know, shake hands behind closed doors and seal those deals. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. That's that's fun. Yeah, I'm not a big public speaker, but uh, podcasting might be a better route for, for me. <laughs> As you're doing great so far. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, we can jump into this episode. The chaperone when uh, SpongeBob takes Pearl to the prom. <laughs> a great idea. Definitely no issues there. Yeah. 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 One thing I was, um, I started thinking about in this episode, does Mr. Krabs love money more than he loves his daughter and his family? Oh, uh, yes. Ah, that's a, oh boy. I imagine that he adopted Pearl because she's a whale. And <laughs> yeah, I was also oh, thinking, did that ever get explained in the series? Never. <laughs> nope. Never. I hope they never explain it. But um, <laughs> he must have made some decision that he would rather adopt her than save the money that it's going to take to raise this whale. <laughs> At some point, he, he thought that. 
Yeah. yeah. Now, see, that's the thing. It's like we've we see in pretty much every episode with Pearl that he definitely loves Pearl, but he like does everything he can to hold on to the money. But eventually, he gets to the point where it's like I need to spend the money on Pearl. Like when it, with the flipper slippers, he eventually caves in and he buys the flipper slippers. There's the episode was her 16th birthday party. Yeah, and he boy gives through his cry, card, but... Yeah, he gives his card to SpongeBob. Now, granted, SpongeBob goes overboard, but when he, when Mr. Krabs sees Pearl's face, he he lets it go. Um, but yeah, no, he's that's a that's a tough one, and that is a problem when you have to like really think about whether someone loves their their daughter more or their money more it shouldn't be a close competition but unfortunately yeah. it is yeah it's um one thing i uh, found particularly funny in the episode is when um she comes into the restaurant into the crusty crab crying and her uh tears just flood the restaurant that is underwater i i thought that was a, a nice little touch by the um by yeah. the artist spongebob has like pan on his head he's ready to go <laughs> Like he's like, uh oh, bat batting down the hatches. Here, here comes. <laughs> she yep. busts down the door with her tears. <laughs> that's, yep. that's some powerful streams. Also, yep. even when she's like holding back tears and she's just like, uh, uh, the camera is shaking like it's an earthquake. <laughs> she's not even crying at the moment, and it's causing <laughs> yeah. an earthquake. Yeah, and I forgot in that episode he's got the the decoy, the dummy SpongeBob that he uh, he uses through, throughout. Yeah. I yeah I I forgot about that too and by the end of the episode I was asking the question what was the point what why the did point we the have that dummy there right it never really got just leaves it up to the imagination that joke could have been in like any episode and fit just as well as it did here which is not much you know it yeah. <laughs> didn't make much sense to me but um yeah, so that's really funny. They're arguing about her prom date, and um, Mr. Krabs says her scurvy prom date stood her up, which is <laughs> good adjective. <laughs> that, 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 that's got to be like one of the uh, ultimate nautical uh, cuss words for them, I would imagine. You know, that's got to be their version of uh, profanity. Yeah, you got barnacles, you got scurvy. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was also a great reveal of what um, Pearl's, uh, I guess, ex-boyfriend or her old prom date looked like with the long uh long tan and handsome that it was just a great reveal into what he actually looked like yeah i was a little confused about that i guess we'll get to that uh later but <laughs> that was funny spongebob becomes the person that mr Krabs decides pearl needs to take to the prom because everybody else in the crusty crab literally vanished the first time i watched it i wrote down like they all ran away and then the second time i realized no they didn't they just <laughs> ceased to exist <laughs> just popped out of existence. Just disappeared. <laughs> just killed me. And yeah, what's and her line? She says, if I took the fry cook, people would mistake me for a planetarium. Yeah, it's like, do you know what that would do to my complexion? I don't know what that means. Yeah, I know um, that's... Do you know what they would wrong. do to my complexion? People would mistake me for a planetarium. <laughs> and it's just, it seemed like the epitome of like a teenager, like a hysterical teenager just going on some rant and being upset about something, but really not knowing what the problem is. Like the dad, the, I'm sure there's a lot of dads that can can relate to Mr. Krabs here of like, wait, what are you upset about? And it's like, I don't know, I'm just upset. 
Just need someone she to comfort acknowledges. me. She's like, what do you what do you mean? Like, I don't know. That literally makes no sense. Yeah, I mean, she, I the, the feeling of wanting a prom date, but uh, yeah, yeah. she yeah. didn't know what those words were. And she 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 accepted reality pretty quickly once she saw the patrons and just kind of bowed her head into feet and like gave SpongeBob <laughs> the pickup time. Yeah. Did anybody else notice that all the fish were virtually the same? Like there was different that, colors. Yes. Same fish. Yes. Yep. It was just Freds, all Freds throughout the the Krusty Krab at that time. Yep. I I remember when they first gave a shot of the fish, I was like, huh, it was quick, but those those are all the same fish, you know. All the same. That is true. The first Family season reunion. or two of SpongeBob, very few different uh, background characters. Yeah. <laughs> they definitely get more variants in like uh, later seasons. Now there's so many like background characters. There's a like an official like art piece from from SpongeBob that has all the different like extras and characters and everything, and it's huge. Yeah. So yeah, there's so many. Yeah. And did you notice the line that she didn't say they'll kick me off the yearbook committee. She said they'll kick me off the most frequently pictured in the yearbook committee. Yep. Yeah. Yep. yep. Just uh, look at Pearl, an absolute visionary, under, understanding how important the Graham is back in the day, just uh, trying to be an influencer. Just the vision is incredible. Got to give it to her there. <laughs> she was the original influencer. <laughs> Yeah, so Mr. Krabs is pep talking SpongeBob, and he's just not even there, and he's got that dummy, which I don't know. But <laughs> then we cut to SpongeBob talking to Gary, and <laughs> he says he's trying to figure out what to do. He said, "No, that was Patrick that took his mom." <laughs> <laughs> I love that he and Gary just having this full conversation. He just understands completely, like one meow. SpongeBob knows. No, that was Patrick. It was like they—they just their communication is great. Yeah, I—I need to figure out that trick because I've been trying to talk to my cat, but she—I don't know if she understands me sometimes. She meows, but does she does? <laughs> She's probably giving you full sentences based off we know about Gary. Then yeah, I think I, it's your fault. Then, you don't know what she's saying. <laughs> yeah, I need—I need to—I need to take a class. I need to, or get like Duolingo for cats. And just understand because maybe if I understand what she's saying, I can respond properly. You know? Yeah. I imagine the Duolingo just a bunch of boxes, meow, meow, meow. <laughs> click on the right one. He meow. She we meow. They meow. <laughs> meow almost. <laughs> you gotta talk about all the different things that SpongeBob does to get ready for this prom. Oh, because... I loved it. <laughs> He grows a plant in his jacket while wearing overalls, like the most stereotypical like farmer look you could imagine. <laughs> he had a hoe. No, not a hoe, yeah. a rake. But he like yeah. makes the, he, it was crazy. Literally, uh, yeah, literally grew his uh, boutonniere into the, into the tuxedo. And I just, my immediate reaction when watching that, I was like, you went to four proms, Nicholas. You you missed so many great opportunities. <laughs> oh man, it was amazing. And he uh, used the towel between his ear holes or whatever. Yeah, the sponge holes. I I, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, he plucked his eyebrows and then put like a fake set of eyebrows on. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, I noticed that. And I loved how when he was getting the legs together, he went ahead and just uh, tied the shoes and it's like, oh, he's getting ready. Then it shows the like the contraption he built to get the legs yep. and he puts them and ties his shoe there too. For the <laughs> long. He also popped out of a toaster. <laughs> to make himself- <laughs> Damn. <laughs> and the braces. And the braces. He, he was really trying to go for that teenage vibe. Oh, yep, man. yep. I, th- I thought Whoa. that was funny. Was he just trying t- to straighten out his teeth real quick and then take them off and go to? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, Brace we don't see in the rest of the episode. So I, I guess he does his own uh, orthodontry work. So that was uh, <laughs> that was pretty impressive. His <laughs> two buck teeth. So yeah. SpongeBob shows up at Mr. Krabs' house and he is above the door. So he pushes himself down on the stilts. Pearl shows up in her pink dress and gives him just the longest list of things not to do. Just a CVS receipt full of stuff not to do. Pearl is so needy. I was just, the, it was the fact that she, she's in a desperate situation. Her, her boyfriend left her, her prom date. She doesn't have a prom date anymore. But now this this guy, who is who's he's an adult, but we'll get to that. Um, but he like volunteers or is volunteered to take her to the prom, and goes through all this trouble to look nice, and then she's still just like, okay, you need to do this and you need to do that, and I want to do this, and then it's like, be more appreciative. Yeah, she come on is, now. She is literally discrediting the beggars can't be choosers adage, like in one episode. <laughs> she, she's like, I don't, I, I don't know who you think I am, but I'm a beggar, and I'm, I'm gonna let you know how this night's going. Oh man, beggars but, can't be choosers. Yeah. Hold my teeth. <laughs> <laughs> and he did so good. He had a limo for her. Which, yeah. by the way, she dragged. She- I hope he sprung for the insurance because that's, <laughs> I can't imagine how much overtime he, I mean, he would probably love to do the overtime, but if he didn't get the insurance, whew, that is an expensive limo. Yeah. And if, if Mr. Krabs wasn't so cheap and SpongeBob wasn't so gullible, he really should have gotten Mr. Krabs to pay for that limo. Yeah. Like none of this should have come out of SpongeBob's pocket. No, but Mr. Krabs didn't volunteer to pay for any of this. I mean, <laughs> right. Why would he? Yeah, I, I, I'm going to go ahead and say I fell into that SpongeBob gullible range. Um, I, uh, oh. I went to um, one of my good girlfriend's senior proms because it, it was kind of like reliving this. Her prom date at the time broke up with her right before and I had mm. purchased my first. It was my senior year. Um, it was April, so we got one and a half months left to free, and I uh, purchased a Jimmy Buffett ticket, and she called me up, and she was obviously upset, as she should have been, and uh, she's like, I just need someone to go to prom with, and I uh, ate that 100 bucks of the Jimmy Buffett ticket, and then oh. ate about another 150, 200 more getting ready for prom. So, wow. Nice. This was a good episode to have you on, then. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So... <laughs> That, that, that brings me to a question, uh, since, sure. since we're talking about prom. You mentioned you went on four proms? Yes. Did you go every single year? So I went to, um, I went to uh, my junior and senior prom, and then through my youth group, and just knowing other people at like one of my local uh, high schools down the road, um, mm-hmm. I went with them. But after my third prom, I was like, I'm, I'm done with prom. My, also, my prom's they weren't nearly as fun as the other schools. The other schools did the dances better. I'll go ahead and do that. And funny enough, we actually, boy, if this isn't a segue and just tying it all together, we did my senior prom at the aquarium. 
Oh, wow. wow. So we're, we're really just bringing this full circle here. Now this we're is, really doing the sponge. Yeah, yeah. This is professional podcasting at its best, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I didn't know any of this when I was young. Now, what, what about you, Jephthah? What, what was your prom experience? Um, I don't remember much about junior year prom. Senior year prom, um, I asked the girl on the, like the last day to sign up. That makes sense. Um, the last day and so that didn't work out <laughs> she had already told somebody no and then she didn't want to like turn around and say yes to somebody else was the excuse given to me so <laughs> mm. but then and you know let me go ahead and preface this there's only i graduated with 36 people but i did win prom king that year despite not even having a date so <laughs> I definitely thought it was a joke, but you know, it, it still counts. Incredible. <laughs> yeah, still yeah. counts. And yeah. what was your graduating class size? Um, at more than thirty-six. We were probably around um eight to nine hundred, I think. Oh, geez. Okay. Wow. Yes. Yeah. No, mine was. I think mine was like six hundred something. Yeah, but no, I actually did not. I never went to prom. Like, I did not do prom. Um, I think junior year there were just wasn't. I just, I don't think there was anybody that I really wanted to go with or like I didn't have like that group. I was like, yeah, I'm going to go to prom. But senior year, like I had started dating this girl that I'd like known for a little while. We went on a, a few dates and I asked her like a couple weeks out from, from prom. Um, and she was like, yeah, definitely. I'd love to. And then like maybe the next week she like comes comes up to me and tells me like she had this this her ex-boyfriend like came back to town and it was like it was this whole dramatic thing he showed up at the house and da 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 like I don't I, it was weird it was a weird kind of situation and she's like I just have these things that I need to figure out um, I still want to go to prom with you but I want to go as a friend and I thought about it I was like let me think about it and and I actually pretty much already knew my answer at the time but I wanted to be respectful and like give give her some time or give it some time and I was like yeah no I don't want to do that I didn't say it like that but I was like no I I, I was asking you romantically on a date to the prom uh, that's this is not my intention I'm not going as your friend while you figure out your ex-boyfriend stuff nope we ain't doing it so I think uh, Chris Harrison told that guy to come back right <laughs> yeah i uh just ended up uh my my school's junior and senior prom i went with the same girl that I, we weren't like official but like we, it was that weird high school thing you know i never yeah. never talked about it you were, um, talking. Where you were yeah. talking yeah we were talking uh, i didn't uh, never got to the point where i could ask her father for courtship but um <laughs> yeah, i want to be a gentleman your, your, I want, your fattest calf yeah, yeah, I would, dear sir, I would like to court your daughter. <laughs> yeah, I think I was a little more interested in her than she was for me. So that's probably, uh, that's probably a little bit of why uh, proms, uh, proms at my school stunk so much. Makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense. I totally just thought about, because that joke I just made, I just thought about holes with the like flash. I can't remember the dude's name. Oh, was it, was it, um, Stan, was it the first Stanley Yelnats, I think? And he was like trying to court um, the the daughter, and he like took the pig and he just carried it up the mountain and fed it, and then he had to carry Madame Zoroni up the mountain 
and he didn't do it. So he was him and his family were cursed for always and eternity. So that, yeah, I just that remember has, that. that has gotten me into trouble because if somebody mentions that something is not working or broken, I'll just look up. I can fix that. <laughs> <laughs> and nine times out of ten, I can't. I just was hoping they would just get the reference. <laughs> They're like, "Oh, cool. Well, we need you to do that." I was like, "I was, I was really just trying to." Yeah. What's this podcast about again? <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the chaperone. We need a chaperone for the to soundtrack. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Save us. Get us back on track, man. Okay. So, um, I guess the picture comes next when he uh, falls into the curtain. And oh boy! Yeah. <laughs> pulls it down on her, and he's like, "That'll be a keeper." And then, <laughs> also, yeah. why did all of her friends all bring anchovies? Right. <laughs> Like, why are all these teenage boys so lame? And they all had like so lame. hair pieces on. Like, it, yeah. it all looked like fake hair. Everybody's hair in this episode looked fake. Yeah. <laughs> one one thing I noticed about the photographer is Thank he, you. Was, he was clearly waiting for her date to join her in the picture. He never got in the picture, and then he waits for the worst possible moment to take the picture when she saw. Like, you could have at least. <laughs> Yeah. And I'm, I'm so glad that you brought up the photographer, but did any, because anybody else see that camera he had, it was such an old school camera. He had the, like the, the tarp over him. He had the little flash powder. Like that's probably the first camera. Like yeah, that's, that's what that like is. Abraham Lincoln, you know, the good is yeah. or something. Like that's, that's. <laughs> that, that was the first Instagram <laughs> picture we were talking about. <laughs> yeah. That was the first Instagram. <laughs> Oh man. And then we, we get that moment when um we see, you know, Mr. Long tan and handsome, which oh. this was confusing to me because we get that, you know, puny little anchovy with like the just like it looks like the top of his head had been ripped off. It was like <laughs> see, everybody else is wearing a hairpiece, but Mr. What was his name? Oct- Octavius Rex. Yep. He looks like he had been like scalped. Like I don't think he had a forehead. He just <laughs> And then, but then uh sponge this is what confused me spongebob said but is he the holder of the bikini bottom dance trophy and then we see a different fish it's like give that back was that was that the boyfriend or was it the yeah i think spongebob just like saw the trophy and grabbed it and it was like is he the holder and then the actual like winner of the trophy like pulled it back from him. yeah but one thing i noticed with the trophy holder is they did a good job and i, I had to go back and rewatch it the guy's hands are on the trophy as it comes yep. into into the picture yep. and it, it could have been like i took it as spongebob was like just asking a question like is he the holder of the trophy <laughs> and takes away it's like i never said i was i was just, i was just asking a question yeah, yeah. yeah. somebody and is. Or, or in that moment spongebob technically was the holder because he was holding it and, oh that's true that's true and um <laughs> he also can't get punched because he's too tall which you know i guess i relate to it no um but <laughs> was was anybody else just jealous of the core strength it took for him to just hover over that bowl and just it, 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 he's been in he's been in pilates or something the, the muscular definition that in stamina was it was several seconds That's he true. went back to that that training montage he went back training with sandy yeah <laughs> and then he um he squirts it out of his nose for people which I mean, I, I probably wouldn't drink it, but but everybody else is fine with it. They're like, ah, oh, he's just a sponge. 
Yeah, well, I mean, if you think the way we use sponges, it's typically used to clean. So I, maybe that's their thought there is that oh, it's just, clean. just, clean, just cleaning it. A, a filter, maybe. Maybe that's their filter. Yeah. Yep. yep, definitely. The sponge that you use to clean your toilet can definitely <laughs> absorb some juice and just, ah, that's, that's great. I'm going to try that. Oh man, can we talk about this dance, the whack? This, if there's a TikTok dance, this has to be it. Like it's just, <laughs> it's just Charlie, Charlie D'Amelio doing the whack, just. <laughs> it looked like I would have been able to stand about two or three of those and then probably would have just, would have been out. Yeah, and then we you, just get in mass chaos after this. Yeah, you, you need to have someone who's like your approximate size. Yes. Because like most most guys are bigger than you know the, the the average male is larger than the average female. So if you if you have your prom date and y'all just go boom, there's gonna be a bunch of teenage girls just getting bowled over. It's like with that's, the exception that's of Pearl. Pearl would have just Pearl. Pearl's gonna hurt die. somebody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who now in terms of the whack? Who do you think would have withstood longer, Pearl or Larry the Lobster? <laughs> Ooh. like if it was just just until you drop you're just going to do that dance until you drop who do you think who do you think lasts longer that brings up an interesting question why is a whale and a lobster the same size in the show because <laughs> <laughs> i feel like a whale should just take out a swarm of lobsters all at once but, many many but within the show you know larry's got that he's got that you know armor on he's got that core strength <laughs> so but but larry never when he enters somewhere he never causes an earthquake that's only pearl that does that it's pearl and bubble bass the only two that like cause earthquakes as they enter so yeah i i might have to give that one to pearl like yeah. larry might w withstand and like not feel the pain you know and you might be like oh like you know his abs like, but i th i think pearl might uh yeah, she's she's caused entire buildings to like lift up in the air. Yeah. Larry, Larry can't put up those kind of numbers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> True. So SpongeBob thinks he's just completely ruined the night. So he's in the bathroom crying and Pearl's trying to cheer him up and is he's just talking gibberish. And at first we think it's because he's crying, but then he just keeps doing it. So yeah. I think he just <laughs> genuinely was just talking like that. <laughs> Yeah, and I loved how that um, at that almost for me at least the end of each sentence you could get like a solid keyword or so of the phrase, yeah. and then that kind of allowed yeah. them like a little bit freedom to be you know fill in the blanks almost and get yeah. creative. Yeah, he's just like I'm up. can't mess everything up. Yes, SpongeBob, you can wear the wig. <laughs> also, he was in the ladies' bathroom for. You know, yeah. for ages. <laughs> Oh boy, I forgot. I forgot. Him just ran him and uh, Ned, what, what, Ned Bigby? Yeah, I mean, Ned Bigby can can talk about that, relate. Oh, y'all remember Ned's classified? classified? Yeah, y'all yeah. were quiet for a second. I was worried that y'all didn't know what I was talking about. I remember that. I don't remember the specific scene, but I remember Ned uh, Bigby. He, this just, it was a running joke about him when he was in like fifth grade running into the girls' bathroom. Oh, okay. And, yeah. uh, and, you know, him getting made fun of for, for years about that. Yeah. Oh, and she says, um, she's trying to cheer him up, and she says, it was kind of funny when a hot dog landed in Judy's hair. Which... <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. I really like how the, the tables turned. 
like we start off with like Pearl hysterically crying and can't understand her and then Spongebob is upset and he's hysterically crying and, and yeah, most other people couldn't understand him but Pearl she talks like that all the time so that's how she understood him she's like he's speaking uh. my language <laughs> whoa the so Spongebob runs out and they do the sponge which apparently involves putting both legs in the air and then bouncing on whatever's left. <laughs> yeah, the DJ just had it queued up, ready to go. So I, it, I guess it was like a popular dance be before this episode, it seemed. For yeah, all, that's all a good you point. invertebrates. All right, you invertebrates. <laughs> and then Pearl says, get lost, pizza topping. So a random answer. <laughs> Yeah, and then um, it, it, it seemed as though you almost needed to practice a rehearsed dance because it uh, it starts getting a little bit a uh, little bit wild. There's a guy whose legs are ripped off and the legs are running away from him and he's crawling on the ground chasing his own legs. I mean, that's, a, that's a Mortal Kombat fatality right there. Yeah. <laughs> People Someone are falling like dominoes until that one football player just doesn't get phased by it. Someone sponges out the window. Yeah, there's yeah. a random giant apple chasing people. Yeah, what was that? <laughs> no idea. Would that have happened anyways, or just maybe? This this dance is certainly it. it he says in the beginning, invertebrates, which you know, obviously slang for invertebrates. You know, all the cool <laughs> invertebrates are called invertebrates, um, but it's for them only. This is this is literally a dance that only invertebrates should be doing. Yeah. These yeah. fish got spines. They shouldn't be doing it. No. Bad call. Bad no. call. Bad call. Oh, man. Yeah. And then the people finally just pick them up and they're like, we're popular. And then they just get thrown out. And people are like, ah, after all, we spent on decorations. <laughs> yeah. And I think when they were kind of like getting them out of the dance, and this is like one of the staples of SpongeBob, wasn't there like a subtle, my leg? Oh, there might have been. I don't know. I Duh. felt like maybe I wanted to hear it, but I felt like while while they were like in that commotion of like being escorted out of the prom, you hear one guy do the traditional, my leg. This was a prime episode for that to take place in because people's legs were being broken. So somebody should have yelled <laughs> at some point. My legs. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, the episode ends with SpongeBob taking, um, taking Pearl back home to Mr. Krabs. And he's like, keep away from my precious little flower. Yeah. Then he, you know, rakes his flower, and uh, then SpongeBob is not really there. He's actually just in his normal clothes, and apparently it was the the dummy the whole time. I'm not really sure how this. Don't worked. know how that happened. Yeah, I'm not sure if it was the whole time. It, it, it was um, it was impressive. However, he got it done. Yeah. <laughs> and this was a good episode. Yeah, I, and I'll be honest, watching through the episode. Uh, the flower joke was my first genuine laugh of the episode. So we'll uh -huh. we'll get to it when we, I'll break that down a little bit more when we get to the rating system, but just let it be known at the end of the episode, that's when I had my first genuine laugh. That was your, not the flower when he was grooming was, it into his own suit. That was a genuine laugh. That was clever. That was clever. But, okay. So how how many um, how many flowers and suits are you giving this now? You how many flowers and suits? Oh boy, we're jumping right into it. Y'all might not like me. Um, I I'm it's I'm going less than three. Um, wow, you went two point nine for the 
the last episode we did. Did I really? And friendly ghost. Yeah. I won't say it's less than that. I gave it a two point nine. Okay. All right. For the fact that I gave the friend the unfriendly ghost a two point nine, I would say this was a better episode than that. So I'll give this without retroactively changing my rating. I'll give this a three. That's what I'll do. Okay. So three, three flower, you know, uh, soup grown flowers. I'll, and I'll let everybody else rate theirs, but I just, I, I want to get to something that, that bothered me a little okay. bit about this episode. Yeah. Um, okay. So, so Nick, yeah. how many, how many long, tan and handsome prom dates out of five? <laughs> you know, I was, I was going to kind of start my rating kind of like what Devin said. You may not like me because I didn't want to come on this great podcast and think I'm uh, just bashing. But in terms of like just the standalone, like 10, 11 minute, uh, like episode that it was, Probably about like a two seven five two two eight right there. You know, oh, it was um, yeah. I That's I mean, small. I don't know. I feel like I laughed a lot during this episode, and we've laughed yeah. a lot talking about it. How many? Well, yeah, it's fun laughing about it with yeah. you know with <laughs> other people. That's a good episode. I mean, we're talking about sitting down and just like enjoying it at the time. I was yeah. thinking about how did I respond to it while I watched. It. So so Jeff, how many? How many whacks out of five do you give it? I'm going uh, like three and a half. I think three it's and a half. Okay. Episode. Yeah, so it's, it's not gonna rank. You know, it's it's not gonna rank in my top few episodes. But it, I, no, it's I, it's I, not I, going I, anywhere. It's, it's not going far in the bracket. And I think part of it for me is um, I think watching this episode. I think Pearl was uh, kind of on the lower end for me in terms of like favorite characters of the show. So um, there's probably a perceived bias there, you know, with my ranking. But I guess some of my episodes that maybe I didn't enjoy the most, I kind of, there was a correlation with her kind of being in there. Yeah. Yeah. Was that your problem with it, Devin? No, it actually wasn't. It was, <laughs> it's not necessarily a, it's not a really a problem. It's not an actual like, necessarily gripe with the episode it's just something that i thought was funny um it's the fact that she's a teenager going to prom and the replacement is a grown man (laughs) we have no idea how old he is though we we, he graduated high school we know that because he talked about in boating school anybody can be in boating school i could go in driving school right now if i wanted to right Right. If I had, if I'd never got my license, I could go to get, in, I can enroll in a driving course right now to get my license and I'm grown. So yeah, like we know, like he, he's, he is grown man. He's got a job. He pays bills. If Gary's not doing it, um, he, he's a homeowner, you know, so this is an adult and he took his boss's daughter, teenage daughter to the prom which if this was real life, that's that's pretty sus. Like that's that. Just, she didn't even want him to, yeah. <laughs> no, exactly, but she still did it. So she, I don't know why she's concerned. Uh, she's she's concerned about being embarrassed. You're bringing, you're bringing a grown man to your prom. <laughs> what you think's gonna happen? I actually had, when I was like in college, um, I had my old barber like hit me up and was like, to ask me about it maybe taking his daughter to the prom because she like had an a issue with a date or something like that. And I was like, uh, uh, 
I was I I was going if he really needed me to, I was going to do it. I think, but she's thirty-seven. Yeah, that's fine. There you go. <laughs> also, I guess transitioning into the next episode, there was I, I don't know if uh, Bill Fagerbaggy was was on vacation this week, but there's a distinct lack of Patrick in these episodes. Ooh, uh, both of them. Uh, oh Thanks. snap! You were right. We saw no Patrick. Patrick. The whole both episodes combined. Uh, they really only used about five or six of the characters in these two episodes between um, yeah. Mr. Crab, SpongeBob, Squidward, and Pearl. And then you've got a few Pearl's friends, but that's it. Yeah. That's about it. And I think, like you said, this next episode, I think if I'm remembering, it's almost exclusively Crab, Squidward, and SpongeBob. Yeah. yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I think so. So yeah, we can start out with Employee of the Month. Uh, so Squidward is reading and spongebob keeps repeating hey squidward hey squidward <laughs> he says what is it uh, is it a noise squidward day no silly that's on the 15th <laughs> it's terrible. i love the drawing of squidward he has on his calendar just like frowning also squidward was reading frown digest thank you i'm so glad you pointed that out yeah so apparently his his uh magazine's really paying off because he's got an excellent frown yeah just resting frown face, you know, just always, always has it. I feel like it's not so much that it's resting, it's that he genuinely is very upset all the time. <laughs> <laughs> he, oh man, but it's employee of the month day. And <laughs> Squidward's like, you know that Mr. Krabs is just scamming you into working harder. And he gives this little speech about, no, he's giving it to me because I work harder. And then Mr. Krabs comes out and confirms that Squidward is absolutely right. He's like, yep. oh, looks like you got some competition here. He looks like he's on the verge of a breakout. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then Squidward gets into it. He's like, yeah, watch out, SpongeBob. Like, he's, he, he thinks it's hilarious. I mean, I, I appreciated SpongeBob's words about, like, having pride in your work and everything. I was like, yes. that's, that's solid. You're right, yeah. SpongeBob. I agree with you. But your boss is also trying to take advantage of you. Yeah. So you're both right. <laughs> but, yeah. you know. Squidward should work harder. <laughs> he should. He should stop wearing the, uh, I really wish I wasn't here right now button. <laughs> oh, yeah. He does yeah. wear that in um, the Crusty Crab training video. Yeah. Yep. I, I think it's funny, assuming that just SpongeBob has put forth that same amount of effort the entire, like, every day of the month leading up to that how somehow one day of Squidward just being like average or good was going to be able to offset that entire month that SpongeBob was just cranking out great work. Yeah, offset 29 days of just awful work from Squidward. Well, what, what month was it? Was it was it February? Because then there's a shorter... I'm not sure. I think it I did think have the March. month in it. Yeah, I, yeah, it might have been March. Yeah. I think uh, you're right. SpongeBob does completely collapse. He sticks a patty to the ceiling and... He he did, pulled a you know bubble bass episode here just collapsing. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, starting to get in his head, in his own head, and um, I love how he uh, gets a patty off the ceiling and it goes right into the fan and just hits Squidward, and then they got the rule that. of three. Don't you know that water's a load of garbage? <laughs> <laughs> it's like where did the second and third one come from? The third one was best because it was just like as he's getting ready to leave, yeah, leaving, he just was rambling. Out. And then Squidward 
tries to stomp on SpongeBob's hat, and he's like, "A good employee always keeps a brick of lead in his hat. <laughs> Why on earth?" <laughs> yep. Do you have that. And again, just shown incredible core strength because you think that lead as a sponge would just collapse the body, but yeah, he's got weak arms and an incredible core. That's amazing. <laughs> I mean, you de you technically don't need your arms to work your core, so you know. Yeah. yeah, and then he is starting to question the award, but then he sees all these little SpongeBob sergeants on the wall, like this is war, <laughs> sergeant. You got <laughs> sponge sergeant. Yeah, the hats yeah. definitely. This is maybe how many times have I mentioned this game at this point? <laughs> But the hats 100% reminded me of the cover art of Battle for Bikini Bottom, like the original. Yeah, wearing the military hat. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I got the military hat. I, they don't have that. I don't think they have it on the the rehydrated one, like the new one. But yeah, it's definitely like that. That piece of art is like I don't know. I guess iconic to me at least, and to a lot of other people that played that game. Sure. Yeah. yeah. So we cut to uh, nighttime. And SpongeBob's looking at Squidward's house with binoculars. He's like, he can't go to work if he doesn't wake up. Target sighted. <laughs> so he sneaks in. Squidward comes out of the bathroom. SpongeBob's sliding along the wall, but then Squidward comes back out and Super SpongeBob scary. hides in the pillowcase. And Worst he's place. Because <laughs> Squidward's going to lay on it and he's yeah. going to feel you. And SpongeBob giggles, which doesn't help. And then he reaches out and grabs the clock and Squidward just throws him against the wall. <laughs> SpongeBob, yeah. and I think this is Tom Kenny's best line reading we've seen so far. But he's like, "You can't win that award if you can't get up for work." <laughs> and, and just the smashing of the alarm clock, and then Squidward, you just all of a sudden like, as he's getting the next alarm clock, you're like, "Where, where did that come from?" And then the reveal, or full of alarm clocks and SpongeBob. <laughs> Not phased at all, just grabs one, runs to the other side of the room, smashes it, runs back, grabs another one. Not, not even realizing that the, the spot on the floor, like where the alarm clock closet is, would probably do just as well to break it, but he's just, yeah. he's, he's committed to the workout. He's getting like, it this in. Is, this is the kill zone right here. And even then, he could carry multiple at the same time, but no, one at a time. Yeah, I am. Um, yeah. I hope to be well off you know, well enough off financially to where I can just have an alarm clock, a closet full of clocks in my house. And just, just my, my wife would just be annoyed by it. Just, honey, what's this closet for? Just, shh. It's, These are my clocks. It's my clock probably closet. probably buy them in bulk at Costco, you know? <laughs> yes. SpongeBob is trash talking because Squidward's like, um, you know, he says, I could win that award with my tentacles tied behind my back. And SpongeBob goes, that can be arranged. <laughs> like, are you saying it's better than me? <laughs> I've yeah. been better than you for 26 months and it'll be 27 tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, you really just start to see like a kind of a different side of SpongeBob come out that I, you know, I, I don't remember ever really seeing before. So it was, it was cool. Oh. <laughs> Vicious. Vicious. Yeah. Also, we learned that he's since um since help wanted since the pilot episode it's it's been just over a little over two years since time yeah. has passed so and in yeah. the spongebob movie he's won the award like you know 200 times or something so yeah 
Yeah, so we got a ways to go before the movie. You know? Wow. So do you, do you think Squidward even puts forth good effort the next day if SpongeBob just goes to sleep and doesn't kind of start instigating this? Do you think he just kind of shows up Not and does his normal thing? Yeah, yeah, I think he's he, just he, pretty normal. He would just kept on with his normal day, not caring about because he doesn't care about the award. All, like he, when he goes back into the kitchen, and he's like dead set on telling SpongeBob, like he's upset about it at this point. It's like this is a stupid award; it means nothing. Yeah. But then when SpongeBob breaks into his home and breaks like five of his clocks, then he's, he's you know to- what. I want to win this award because you want the award. Because you I think don't you're care better about than it. I just want to destroy you. Yeah. <laughs> and they're watching each other from their houses with just red veins in their eyes. Just <laughs> Squidward plays the clarinet and SpongeBob starts dozing off. <laughs> and then he, he sneaks out and he falls in a hole that looks like it was dug for a casket. Yeah. SpongeBob is <laughs> ready to bury him. It's still the, the same hole from uh, Squid when he was supposed to get buried. <laughs> oh, yeah. And wasn't oh, yeah. the most recent episode? Is that the same hole? <laughs> it, it's, it has to be, right? Because that was a tiny shovel that SpongeBob had. Yeah. I don't know how he dug that huge of a hole. <laughs> Very quick, especially if you're, if you're falling asleep, you know, for a period of time. That was, uh, you know, but he's an efficient worker, as we've seen. And not making any noise either. Yeah, that was impressive. <laughs> Scooter's like, I'm going to ring you dry when I get out of here. Now get me out of here. I thought that was a clever line being in the that ocean. That is a very clever I, line. I, 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 picked, I picked up on what they were putting down there. I loved it. SpongeBob yeah. <laughs> yep. goes back to sleep and he's like, you know, I don't want to look tired for my boy of the month picture tomorrow. And <laughs> Squidward bolts his door. This is where it just becomes mass chaos again. So yeah. Squidward bolts his door, but then SpongeBob cuts a hole in the door and it falls on Squidward and he runs out. And then Squidward somehow walks into a glass a bottle with a ship in it. Yeah. How that happened. And SpongeBob yeah. writes loser with a period. I like the little dot. At the end. I just, uh, that reminded me of uh, Billy Madison a little bit in perfect cursive. <laughs> Then a Krabby Patty with a machine arm comes out, bites SpongeBob's nose, and SpongeBob gets sliced by a net, and uh, Squidward gets tied up with his tentacles, and then SpongeBob is like a brick in a brick wall. (laughs) I like the fact that uh, I think it was the first trap that Squidward used was the cage, but and you know in cartoons cages the bars are always so wide. Like they're so far apart and it's like how do you not just slip through this and they they were like oh yeah spongebob slips right through it and i said yes yes he would because well, squidward did not get a good cage yeah I, I think my favorite trap might have been when spongebob was the brick and the little <laughs> little stack i thought that was my favorite my me personally because we don't see how he got stuck in there it doesn't make much sense how that happened but it's it was yeah. it's a very funny visual <laughs> yeah this episode like this part of the episode just devolves into complete insanity yeah because how do they have all these plan these traps set up when did they get them set up how did they break out of the traps they were in how did they know like it's just there's it's bonkers complete madness yeah. and then it it cuts to squidward pulling an entire ship 
while SpongeBob is laying on an anchor, pushing the anchor. <laughs> they, they, I don't know how this happened, but if SpongeBob can't lift an anchor with his anchor arms, <laughs> how can he drag himself? It's it's much harder to like pull like that than it is to like when you can stand up and get yourself positioned and how are you are you saying that this show is inconsistent then is that what you're i would i would never dare say anything so <laughs> blasphemous but i'm saying maybe we just don't get it there's just things that we just didn't understand that's all i'm saying just a nautical strength sometimes you know it, it, it yeah. comes and goes comes and goes it just turns it on and the music that was playing as they were like dragging themselves along, it felt very les miserables. Like it's just <laughs> it's so epic. Yeah. So they do a truce. They wave white flags, and I don't know why they had those on them, but they did. And so, <laughs> is that what bothers you, Jeff? That um, they, they had white flags versus all of these traps that they had set up. Is that the go. one thing that bothers you? Yeah, I just feel like that they were prepared not to surrender, and then they're, here they are prepared to surrender. Ah, <laughs> uh, gotcha, gotcha. That was a fantastic pivot. Way to go. Yeah, and then uh, then the close-ups, they've done this several times, but I remember those close-ups they've done of their faces where it's just like they've been up for hours, obviously. They always just kind of gave me the little, whew, the little, little chills. Yeah, and you hear their thoughts, and um, I think SpongeBob says like a squirting big nose phony. Which is like, is he referencing like inking? Is that what's happening? Oh, yeah. He's got to be. insulting each other. Can't trust him as far as you can throw him. But yeah, those close-ups are ugly. <laughs> but we called him something like a corn-fed buck-tooth something. <laughs> corn-fed. As soon as we stop shaking hands, I'm going to make a run for it. And then they do. <laughs> yep. But not before that little awkward laugh they share, like... <laughs> <laughs> and then mr krabs is opening the crusty crab and i i watched this episode twice the first time i wrote down that he said it does my heart good to see my uh, employees coming in so early but no no that's not what he said yes he said, it does you. wallet good to see yeah. me warms, warms me wallets. thank you warms me wallets it warms me wallet that's it yeah I love so it. they are it's the big moment and they are mopping spongebob drops a bunch of plates and then just keeps mop he just mops the plates it's more efficient to clean them this way and <laughs> yeah look i'm putting my own money into the register mr krabs <laughs> and that i feel should have just decided the award right you there know. unless squidward's ready to do big bank little bank that should have been it right there yeah yeah i agree that, sh that should have locked it in for Spongebob. But Squidward did get him flowers and chocolates, which isn't money, but it's still. <laughs> and then he he is the worst fry cook in the world, but he still, he flips so many patties there that they're just, patties are just filling up the whole restaurant until it like explodes. And then people are like, hey, free Krabby Patties. <laughs> I, and one thing I thought about is you have to ha be running such a lucrative contracting business in Bikini Bottom for all the damage that is occurring. Yeah. So much property damage takes place in these episodes. You, you've got it made. Like, if that's one place you want to be a contractor, it's Bikini Bottom. Yeah. The, the Krusty Krab 
I feel like it ends up broken more than not broken. <laughs> there's there's the Pretty Patties <laughs> episode when SpongeBob takes it down, and um, Pearl did some damage to it in the last one, some water damage. Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> yeah, you, you know, SpongeBob had to like cut his uh, entire door out to to get out this morning in this episode. So Mr. Krabs is crying about everybody getting free patties, but SpongeBob and Squidward are just wanting to know who won. And, and, and we'll never know. Well, we find out in the movie that he won 200-something times. So Ooh. what's y'all's favorite moments from this episode? I love I... you can't run that award if you don't get out for work. <laughs> Boy, I really like the line of... Uh... As, as Spongebob's leaving Squidward's house when he was like, uh, you know, see you at work, 26-time loser. It's like, whoa. Whoa, Spongebob, you bringing that heat. Yeah. I, uh, I think my favorite moment has to be the alarm clocks yeah. and, and just Squidward just opening it and then start to hatch, hatch. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, and then my other favorite line is when Mr. Krabs like, Squidward appears to be on the verge of a breakout. <laughs> and uh annoy squidward day no silly that's on the 15th oh that's great yeah yeah and of course warms me wallet we warms me, <laughs> wallet. me wallet he's singing money money gotta make some money <laughs> yeah so nick how many broken alarm clocks out of five <laughs> uh this is I, I i enjoyed that scene and i think i would probably give it about a three a 3.3 3 broken alarm clocks broken alarm clocks. I I definitely enjoyed it. Yeah. What about you, Devin? You want to come up with one? (laughs) Sure, sure. Um, I mean, I was going to say something like, I don't know, warmed wallets. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm going to give it, boy, Nick, what'd you just give it? 3.5? 3.3. That's okay. Yeah. I and I, I, I like you guys um have to give consideration for episodes like we haven't got to yet because if you start right. giving, you know, some of these episodes four or fives and when you get to some right. of your favorites, where where do you go from there? Yeah, exactly. exactly. Six out of five, I guess. Yeah. I mean chocolate with nuts might get a six out of five for me. Just yeah. Just but to be honest. The marching band episode for me would probably uh probably warrant that. Yeah. Those are two of the best, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, for this one, I'm going to give it 3.5 warmed wallets out of five. Yeah, that's good. You got one for me? Um, yes. Let's go with um, how many how many frown digests do you give it out of five? <laughs> oh, that's good. 3.4. Frown digest issues out of five. <laughs> yeah. Nice. We're all in the same general area. I'm surprised yeah. I gave it the highest out of us, out of us three. Yeah. It's a good yeah. middle of the road episode, you know? Yeah. yeah, I, yeah. I think so. Yeah. Thanks for being on, Nick. <laughs> hey, thanks for having me, guys. <laughs> it was a pleasure. Um, yeah. Next week, we have Scaredy Pants, the Halloween episode. And yeah. I was a teenage Gary. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time. See y'all. Barnacles with Jep and Devin is a production of Jep and Devin. Thank you for listening. Follow us on Twitter at Barnacles J and D. Send us a voice message on Anchor 
rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. And remember, with imagination, you can be anything you want.